No statements made during the Growing Your Wealth radio show shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on your individual information. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services is licensed to offer investment advisory services through Madrona Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through Madrona Insurance Services, LLC, a licensed insurance agency and an affiliate of Madrona Financial Services. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investors cannot invest directly into indexes. No investment strategy, including asset allocation or diversification, guarantees a profit or guarantees the avoidance of loss. Financial planning is an important tool that does not guarantee specific outcomes. When it comes to investing, retirement, and legacy planning, the decisions you make today can greatly impact the quality of life for both you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straight, unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your financial future. Good news. You found the Growing Your Wealth radio show with Brian Evans. Brian is the founder of Madrona Financial Services, and with his background as a CPA, he brings a unique perspective to the investment and financial planning world. He follows the philosophy rooted in his tax experience of, it's not what you make, but what you keep. And this focus on tax-smart investment strategies is all part of the fully integrated planning strategy known as the Madrona Bundle of Services. You'll hear Brian's thoughts on everything impacting your portfolio, from income to taxes, and from growth opportunities to long-term security. This is your source of comprehensive financial information. You'll soon understand why they call it the Madrona Difference. So get ready for an hour full of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. And welcome to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Thank you so much and welcome to Growing Your Wealth, the radio show that gives you straight talk and honest answers about how to invest better, live better, retire better, and give better. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have some valuable information for you during the coming hour that could change your financial life for the better. My name is Jeff Shade, and as always, I'm just here to ask the questions for you. But the words of wisdom and the solid advice come from the expert, Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. How you doing today, Brian? Doing great. Thanks, Jeff. Glad to hear it as always, and I hope our listeners Listeners are doing well today, too. Well, on today's show, we're going to be talking about protecting assets when you remarry. Very important topic. So many people are remarried these days. Also want to talk about bringing your children to your planning meetings and your financial meetings with Brian. And, you know, I'm not talking about bringing your five and your seven-year-old in if you're younger, but bringing your adult children in, they really should be clued in on what your financial situation is really like. We'll tell you why that's so important. Also, we'll be talking about waiting too long to come in to talk about your financial plan or maybe get a review of your plan. That could be very, very disastrous. But I want to start off the show today, Brian, by again talking about passive real estate. We know that that's a very important part of a lot of people's portfolios. It is a good area to be in. And basically, we have talked about two things, one of which is the DST, the Delaware Statutory Trust. But more recently, we've been talking about the Opportunity Zones. Let's talk a little bit about the difference between those two. Yeah, with the Opportunity Zones, it's kind of a new concept that's been bantied about. We've been waiting for rules on those from Congress, essentially, and, and they've been kind of coming in slowly. And once we got the rules, then there's an analysis stage to go through and kind of looking at the vetting process as what do we need to look out for? And there's a lot to look out for on the OZs that I'm concerned about. Are they possibly a good solution for some people? Yes, but certainly it's more the outlier situation where they can be really good. 
and they could be very good for certain situations. I did want to discuss OZs versus the Opportunity Zones, and we'll call it the OZ, versus the Delaware Statutory Trust, or what we'll term as the DST, whether it's a, a real estate sale, should you pick one versus the other? I want to talk about that, and just a little background on the OZ and when it might come into play. Now, they're both passive real estate, or are they? With the Delaware Statutory Trust, you're getting into basically fractional ownership of real estate. The Opportunity Zone that I've heard about is basically buying maybe a plan, maybe uh, trying to revitalize a certain geographic area real estate-wise with projects, but is it strictly real estate with the Opportunity Zone? Yeah, with the DST, just to reiterate, uh, those are used for generally for 1031 exchanges where you're selling investment real estate and you want to reinvest and not pay any income tax on your sale, defer it, and potentially eliminate it with a step-up in basis. You don't want to be a landlord anymore. You want better diversification. You want newer properties, different kinds of properties. You typically get better cash flow than what you've been getting in this area. You still own the underlying appreciation of the real estate. There's all these great benefits to a DST. Now along come these opportunity zones and people are looking at those going, well, why don't they use those? Because I heard opportunity zones are tax-free too. And so I, maybe I'll do that. And I got to remind people that one of the primary differences between DST and opportunity zone is that the DST, you can sell your property, potentially permanently eliminate all gains from day one. The opportunity zone, if you sell your property and put it into that, you're just deferring your gains for seven or so years, and you're going to pay the income tax seven years from now with a 15% discount, and you have the time value of money on your side, but you're going to pay it. So if you sell your real estate and you put it into OZ, you're going to pay the income tax on the gains. If you put it into DST, you may never pay the income tax on the game. That is a fundamental difference when using real estate. So with a DST, once again, you're kicking that tax can down the road a little bit as you said, potentially you can eliminate it. Certainly you can kick it down the road in seven-year increments or five-year increments, however long that the DST is. But with the OZ, you will eventually pay the taxes on that. So there is a tax benefit to the DSTs that there may not be with the OZs. Let's talk a little bit about the money that you use to fund a DST versus an opportunity zone. Yeah, that's that's another interesting thing. So here's a variance. So with the DST to get the full deferral and potential elimination, you have to, if you sell your property, you have to put all that money into the DST. And you have to continue to do 1031 exchanges until somebody passes away and you get the step up in basis. So it's kind of the whole thing. If you want to keep some money out, you can. You don't have to roll it all over, but you will pay tax on that part. Now, with an opportunity zone, it's an interesting idea. Sometimes you might, if you had real estate, you go, well, I have this real estate, but, you know, I have a, a large basis in it. And, you know, maybe it's it's a million dollars. You're going to sell it for two million. If you sell it, you only reinvest the gain part, the, the million dollar gain. You keep out the million dollar basis in this case, and you put that in your account. So you could put the million dollar gain into the opportunity zone. You're going to pay tax on that at 85% of whatever the gain is, say seven years from now. So you got the time value of money on that, maybe a discount if they don't increase capital gain rates, which I think they will. 
But then whatever it's invested into will be completely tax-free on the Opportunity Zone investment. But the million-dollar cost basis you didn't reinvest, that could be liquidity. So if somebody is saying, well, gosh, maybe I'm, oh, let's say I'm 45 years old and I don't think I want to do the rollover every single five to 10 years for the rest of my life to get the step-up in basis. I don't have kids anyway or whatever it is. You might go with the Opportunity Zone so you can take your basis out because you want the liquidity. And so there are situations on real estate where you would use the Opportunity Zone. But generally speaking, if you're an older individual, say 65, 75, 85 years old, you're doing DST. If you're younger than that, you're needing to put them side by side to look at it. So with a Delaware Statutory Trust, the funds that you're using to get into that fractional real estate generally comes from owning other real estate. That's where you get your money from. But with the Opportunity Zone, the money to fund that does not necessarily have to come from real estate? That's correct. It's gains. So it's capital gains. So it could be a soldier business, the capital gain, which in generally is most of the sale. Uh, another big place can be stocks. So you had a stock portfolio, you've had it forever, and you're looking at it going, well, I've done really well on some of these, but I really don't want to own all these stocks anymore, but I'm going to get killed on taxes. So I'm stuck with stuff that I've owned forever. I own, I bought AT&T back in 1965, you know, and now it's, you know, it's cost basis is nothing. It's worth a lot, but I don't want to own it anymore and all the things it branched off into gee, I wish I could sell it without having to wait till I pass away to not pay tax. So with Opportunity Zone, you know, you can sell this stuff, you can diversify into other kinds of real estate. You asked about the types of investments. DSTs, uh, one of the primary differences when you put money into a DST, you're putting it into something that's already been purchased, it's built, it's occupied, it's being rented, it's done. And you're buying it after it's done and ready for you to uh, not be a landlord and be an owner. With an Opportunity Zone, you're buying into plans. Generally, it's plans to develop something in the future. We haven't built the thing yet. Maybe we don't even have, uh, maybe we just have the land and we don't have the plans approved or anything. So you you got a little more of a leap of faith with the Opportunity Zone. So with the Delaware Statutory Trust, the type of properties that you're getting into, they can be medical buildings, they can be Class A residential apartment buildings, storage units, things of that nature. But with the OZ or the Opportunity Zone, it's simply an idea. I mean, it's basically a plan and dirt with a lot of sort of hope and research behind it, it sounds like. Well, yeah, you have to be very careful. It could be businesses. It could be different kinds of assets. Generally, I'm thinking, you know, some kind of real estate development in a gentrification situation. You know, it's whether it's Pearl District or the waterfront Oakland or, or you know, various up-and-coming places where there's there was lower-income people in a big city. But now they're really revitalizing it and, and putting nice new apartment complexes or hotels or something like that. And so it's going to be critical that now there's a lot bigger upside for an OZ than a DST also. The DSTs, they're already built. We already know what it is. It's kind of a steady eddy, more conservative type investment. With the Opportunity Zone, they might have purchased a piece of land in a really up and coming area. They're going to build there's going to be a lot of value add from developing a property and building it from scratch. And when you're done and it's leased out, it's worth a whole lot more than the money that went in. So there's a bigger upside to it, certainly, uh, with the OZ. And so you, you, you certainly have that aspect of it. And if you do have a big upside and down the road it's, it's sold, all of that income tax is going to be income tax free. So that's a big benefit there. But there's a lot of reliance on getting the right sponsor, the right developer, the right projects. So the vetting of this is going to be critical. 
So with a Delaware statutory trust, it sounds like there may be slightly less risk than there would be with an opportunity zone. However, with a less risk comes less return, although it could be a lot better than you're getting now as an active landlord. But with the opportunity zone, because there's a little more risk, you might have the opportunity to have a lot bigger return on that. Are there more opportunities available? Are there more possible investments with a DST that are out there right now than there currently are with opportunity zones? Actually not. There's a lot more opportunity zone investments mm-hmm. out there than DST investments. You know, there's a, there's a lot of each, but we vetted the DST. You know, I, last time I looked at my list, I had 11 that I liked that were out right now. And, you know, a month from now, well, there'll be a different group of them entirely. The OZs are kind of the longer term. But let me kind of break it down for people. So if you're, say, 60 years of age or older, and you own appreciated real estate, uh, DST is most likely going to be your answer. If you're younger than that, let's say you're 45 and you own real estate, you might, you know, if you want to do something different and don't want to be doing your own thing, the OZ versus the DST is going to be a discussion. If you're selling a business, well, you can't put that money into a DST, so we'll talk OZs. If you have a stock portfolio or you just, you know, retired as a Boeing exec or, or you have a bunch of Costco or Starbucks or Microsoft or Amazon or some other stock or, or a portfolio of highly appreciated stocks and with no basis in them or very low basis, we're going to talk opportunity zones. You can't DST that either. So if you have these kinds of appreciated assets, let's have that discussion. Opportunity zone versus DSTs. I don't have enough uh, hours on this show to go into all the pros and cons, and I'd probably lose half my audience in the next five minutes if I tried. So I'll leave it at that. But uh, yeah, come in and see us. If you have questions about opportunity zones versus DSTs and what is right for you. As Brian said, you need to get in here, sit down and talk with Brian about it. There's a lot of information that he has gathered and his research department has done that could benefit you. The number to call to get in here, 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. That's the number to Madrona Financial. And you can find out more about the firm online at madronafinancial.com. Get in here and sit down with Brian and get those questions answered. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth. Glad you could join us again this week. We're going to take a really quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about possibly waiting too long to get in and talk about your financial plan, what the consequences of that could be. All that and more when our show continues on the Madrona Financial Radio Network. Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans will be right back with even more ways to help you stay focused on your retirement goals. At Madrona Financial Services, we help people finance their retirement so they can spend their time living life instead of worrying about it. The fact of the matter is, your portfolio will likely need to last about 30 years or more. And the sooner you do something about it, the better off you can be. So if you're not 100% sure that your plan is rock solid, call us today at 844-MADRONA for a review. It's super easy. We'll ask you a bunch of questions to find out what's most important in your life and what makes you happy. Next, we'll review your current plan, and then our team will strategize on ways to make your portfolio, your tax strategy, your use of Social Security, and an estate plan better suited for you. At Madrona Financial Services, we want your retirement to be about living life, and we'll sweat the small stuff for you. Call us today for your free review at 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Or visit us at madronafinancial.com. Do you want to learn how to own shares of income-producing major commercial real estate properties without taking on any debt? 
Join Madrona Financial Services for a free DST Lunch and Learn event at Lombardi's Everett on July 24th or at Matt's Rotisserie and Oyster Lounge in Redmond on July 31st at noon to learn about the many benefits of Delaware Statutory Trusts. A DST can also qualify as a 1031 exchange, so you can potentially defer the capital gains taxes on the sale of your highly appreciated income property. Learn how you can invest in current income-producing properties without any of the obligations or management hassles of property ownership. These events fill up quickly, so call 844-MADRONA today. You'll also learn about the Madrona Bundle of Services, which brings everything you need to plan for retirement under one roof. Join us for a free DST and Madrona Bundle Lunch and Learn on Wednesday, July 24th in Everett or Wednesday, July 31st in Redmond. Reserve your seats today at 844-MADRONA or register at madronafinancial.com. That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A financial.com. Tired of getting only half the story? We've got you covered with the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with your host, Brian Evans. Now, here's Brian. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to talk about, is it ever too late to come in and get your finances looked at? And Brian, I'm wondering that as well, too, if you're 78, 79 years of age and you haven't gotten your financial plan done, or maybe you made a mistake with that, there really aren't any do-overs if you've run out of cash at that age, is there? Well, yeah. I mean, it, it's certainly if you don't have any assets left, uh, you know, you better hope you have a rich uncle. Yeah, or there's something. not much. <laughs> it's 105. An uncle at 78. Money. Yeah, he would yeah. be about 105. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what to do with that. But generally speaking, though, I'm going to say that it's never too late. I kind of want to just bring this up because there's uh, sometimes some pushback in the, you know, I hear is, so, oh, yeah, you've been thinking about coming here for three years. I go, yeah. But I didn't come in because of X, and I want to talk about that. Yeah, some people say, well, I'm not going to go in there because I really feel dumb. All these years, I've sort of ignored what I have by choice. I just didn't want to know. It was out of sight, out of mind, and I'm a bit ignorant about it. But in this case, ignorance is not bliss. Should you really feel ashamed because you don't know what you have? Yeah, and that's that's one I get so much. And interesting uh, situation, my, my uncle came in. He's a pharmacist, and he was telling me, about someone uh, he knew that uh, wasn't coming in because they felt embarrassed. And I was like, well, gee, Uncle Tim, should I be embarrassed that I don't, if I come in to see you, that I don't know how this prescription reacts with that prescription? He laughed. No. (laughs) I said, should I be embarrassed that I don't even know how to pronounce the prescriptions that I'm looking at? (laughs) No. I'm like, why is people embarrassed when they come to see me? I mean, I've been doing this a long time. There's a reason why it's a profession. I don't expect everybody to understand what I do, how I do it, all the different nuances of publicly traded REITs versus private non-traded REITs versus DSTs and 1031s and 1033s and, you know, and that's just, you know, tip of the iceberg. I mean, how could anybody expect to know all this stuff? Yet, when it comes to financial planning, people think they should because they have access to funds just like me and they have 401k plans. They think, well, I got a 401k plan. I guess I should know how to balance it. That's right, Brian. And as you said, people should not feel embarrassed about knowing what you know about. You've spent 30, 35 years knowing this stuff. And as you said, you don't know what they do for a living. And you wouldn't expect somebody to come in here and tell you what to do. That's the reason why they're here is for you to tell them what they should be doing. Do you have an example, a real life example of someone who came in who's rather kind of up there in age and maybe should have come in earlier? Well, actually, I have an example of somebody that was kind of doing the, the gee, I'm embarrassed to say this thing. I, I had a, uh, a conference recently, a financial advisor 
advisors with very successful businesses, the owners fly in from around the country and they came to see me uh, talk and they wanted to see how I ran my business, my media approach, and they wanted to learn about DSTs. And so I, you know, I, I pride myself on being able to break down complex business topics in an understandable manner. And so I spent two hours talking to these financial advisory firm owners about DSTs. And I thought, man, these people already know all the terminology and all this stuff. And I finally asked, you know, I asked another question. Do you have any questions? There's one person looks at me and, and says, well, here's the deal. Uh, could you break it down and dumb it down because I, I'd i like you to draw stick figures up there and, and just summarize this because I'm just not getting it. Right. And it occurred to me, wow, you know, I, I've been dealing with this stuff and I, I probably owe everybody on this, uh, every listener out there an apology. If I go too fast, if I'm going, you know, from step A to step B to step Z, I have to recall, you know, an analogy be my, my dad was a math teacher and he taught algebra and he didn't just go in there all right here's you know a plus b equals c you know, and here's how to solve for a variable and at the end of the first lecture and here's a quadratic formula negative b plus minus square root of b squared minus 4c over 2a okay we're done and it's like well no that's i think that would be a i think we have to do a lot of practice we have to hear it over and over and over that's why it takes a whole year to get through algebra well don't feel embarrassed if you listen to this show and i i only have a set amount of time i'm trying to get through a lot of topics here and don't feel embarrassed if I've kind of left you behind a little bit. I'm just bringing them up so we can have a discussion. You say, well, I heard you talk about DSTs. I remembered about in the next five seconds, and that's about it. But I'm, I know that it's something I want to hear more about. And that's really what this is about. Not to give you everything you should ever know about every financial topic, but to maybe cherry pick the ones that, that might benefit you so we can have a, a source for discussion. Yeah, basically, when you're here every week, you're really giving an example you're showing people that you really know what you're talking about. They may not understand it, but they don't have to understand it because when they come in to talk to you, you understand it. And as you said, you do a great job of breaking complex issues down into simple terms. Let's talk about some real life examples, though, people who have come in. I understand that you had a woman come in and she was in all cash for a very long period of time. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, she had been working for 35 years uh, and putting money into her 401k plan. She couldn't figure out why she wasn't getting ahead. You know, she she said, I'm, "I've been in the market, you know, my whole career." And uh, she only had, you know, $175,000 in her account, and basically it's never grown. And she's, she knows the markets are up, but she, she can't figure out why. And I looked at her statement, of course, I first thing I noticed that the market she was in was the money market Wow. for 35 years. And you know what? She didn't know it. Hmm. And, I, and I was really felt bad for her. And, and I said, well, gosh, okay, well, let's see what we can do from here on out. And she went back and she did put it in the market and I you know I saw her last year for the first time and and I just saw her again and and she was up 25k which is great at least it's a start but it's it's too bad with that she didn't ask someone to look at it at some point during her lifetime because 35 years ago the Dow was probably about 1500 mm-hmm. and you know now it's over 25,000 and so I can't imagine you know I, I, maybe she'd be looking at 700,000 or a million dollars in her account if she had invested during that time 
Instead, it's in the 100s just because she didn't ask the question. So it's really important to have, you know, look at it and have somebody look at it. And most people don't know what they're in anyway. Yeah. And, you know, there's a perfect example of a person who was just embarrassed about the fact that she didn't know what she was in. But at least eventually she did come in and see you. So she could have done better, but at least all wasn't lost there. So you don't know what you're in, Brian. Let's talk a little bit about annuities. Some people are in those. They don't know what type of annuity that they're in or whether it's the right one for them. Yeah, I'd say about eight out of 10 times when I do talk to somebody the first time and I'm looking over their stuff and they're in an annuity and, you know, kind of the conversation goes like this, you know, do you kind of know what strategies you're in or anything? Well, you know, I'm in Vanguard and that's not a strategy. It's just a fun name. And so, you know, then they're like, well, not really. I do have these annuities but I'm not really sure what they are or what they're worth because the statements are very hard to read and there's always a couple different numbers on them so they often get misinterpreted. You know, I met with a couple and we were looking at the numbers and you're like, are you able to tell what you own here? And they were like, well, not really because they're throwing a couple different numbers. They, they say uh, cash surrender value, they, they have account value, and they have the income value, and they're all close to what they think it's worth, but all three are different by quite a bit too. And so they can't even tell how much money they have or what it's for and my income, ben- my benefit base and my, you know, estimated distribution levels. And, and you know, it's just confusing as heck sometimes. And so uh, knowing that you have annuities, even if, if you could just bring them in to one of our advisors to look over, we can at least explain it to you, what it is, and give an opinion. In this case, you know, I looked at it and they were like, well, can I turn it over to you? Can you do something different with this? And I said, well, no, I, I don't think you should. I think you actually got to have a decent one. It was a fixed index annuity they had owned for a while and they were able to get lifetime cash flow. I explained that to them. They didn't know it. And uh, it was one that uh, would be adequate, you know, to have bought, and they were already in it for a while. So I said, you're going to want to just keep this. And, uh, you know, they acknowledged that, well, you know, if you took this money, you get paid. You don't if we keep it. And I'm like, yes, I, I know that. That's a, that's part of being a fiduciary. I'm supposed to tell you to keep stuff when, when it's okay. And, and so that's what we did. So that was a good exercise to go through. Brian, we talked about whether or not it is too late to come in, people being embarrassed. I understand that you had a 94-year-old client who came in. She decided that it was not too late to consult you. Absolutely. She she wants to put it all in one place. You know, I, I invest for other members of her family. And it's all uh, interesting because a 94-year-old, you go, well, they got to put have it all in money markets and fixed accounts. And and I asked her if she wanted to take any risk off the table. And, and the it's actually a different answer for a 94-year-old than a 74 four-year-old. 74-year-olds are more risk-averse than 94-year-olds very often because, you know, she's she was brilliant. This this woman was awesome, and uh, she was sharp as a tack, and she's been invested for a long time. She knew stuff, and she, I was like, well, you know, have you thought about this one area? And she knew the acronyms and everything, so it was great. You know, I asked her, do you want to take any risk off? She said, well, no, not really. I mean, I don't spend that much money. I hardly spend anything at all. This is all going to the next generation. They're going to be around a long time. Why I just stay invested. I've done great. And yes, you have. And her gains were enormous, so we weren't touching most of her portfolio. And, and it was awesome. Uh, she's not a candidate for an OZ because those are 10 to 20-year investments. You know, in, in that case, uh, to diversify, she didn't need diversification. She wasn't going to spend her money. And so uh, it was just a really awesome time meeting and talking to somebody 
you know, who was born in the in the twenties and really having this great discussion about investments. So she totally got it. Yeah, sharp lady. There's another thing, Brian, that people worry about or think about, and sometimes they're a little embarrassed to admit that they really don't know what type of life insurance that they have. Yeah, that's a big one because all we got to do is get a copy of you know your couple of pages that they send you on your annual thing. And I have an entire insurance wholesaler company that has a staff that helps dissect these things. And so I, I take those and I'll send it to them and they'll dissect it, compare it to what's, what else is out there. You can do what's called a Section 1035 exchange on these and, and exchange one policy for another if it's better. If it's not, just hang on to what you have or maybe you don't want it at all. So we can do that analysis. There is a ton of people out there with, with not great life insurance policies because a big thing happened in that industry in the last 10 years. Any life insurance policy that you bought more than 10 years ago probably didn't have very good rules behind it, very good benefits compared to what's out now. That industry has had massive improvements in the fee structures, in the earnings potential uh, across the board. Policies issued today can be way, way better than they were 10, 20, 30 years ago. So if you have an older permanent policy, bring that in and we can just send it off. It doesn't cost a dime. They give it an analysis and they'll tell you if you know you should keep it, surrender it, or exchange it. And, and so you know, why not? I mean, you got nothing to lose and everything to gain. The takeaway from this part of the show is that it's never too late to get a second opinion or to get a first opinion. You should not be embarrassed or ashamed because you do not know what is in your portfolio or whether or not it's the right thing for you. You won't be judged here at Madrona Financial Services. All you've got to do is call this number, 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Just tell whoever answers the phone out there, probably Laura, that you want to get in. You want to get your free financial plan. You want Brian or one of his team to take a look at what you have and where you could go. Once again, that number is 844-MADRONA. I highly encourage you to give that number a call as soon as you can. And as always, you can check the firm out online at madronafinancial.com. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth. Glad you could join us today. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be talking about bringing your children to your financial planning meetings. All that and more on our show continues after this on the Madrona Financial Radio Network. Stay tuned for more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, the show you can't afford to miss. Hi, this is Brian Evans, president of Madrona Financial Services. As a CPA and wealth manager, I've had lots of clients who owned highly appreciated real estate. And when it was time to sell that property, they all ran into the same problem, a huge tax bill. Up to now, some of their only options were to either follow the strict requirements of a 1031 exchange for another property or pay the hefty tax on the gain. We have access to another option to help our clients. It's called a DST. With a DST, you can still receive the benefits of property ownership like passive income, but you won't be responsible for all the debt or management. And best of all, a DST may meet the qualifications for your 1031 exchange. Now you can potentially defer the tax hit on your highly appreciated property and still get the benefits of investing in real estate. Call us today at 844-MADRONA to learn more about our DST program or visit us online at madronafinancial.com. DST investments are only available to accredited investors and are offered solely through the issuer's offering documents. The DST sponsor determines whether to accept any individual subscription documents. Do you want to learn how to own shares of income-producing major commercial real estate properties without taking on any debt? Join Madrona Financial Services for a free DST Lunch and Learn event at Lombardi's Everett on July 24th or at Matt's Rotisserie and Oyster Lounge in Redmond on July 31st at noon to learn about the many benefits of Delaware Statutory Trusts. 
A DST can also qualify as a 1031 exchange, so you can potentially defer the capital gains taxes on the sale of your highly appreciated income property. Learn how you can invest in current income-producing properties without any of the obligations or management hassles of property ownership. These events fill up quickly, so call 844-MADRONA today. You'll also learn about the Madrona Bundle of Services, which brings everything you need to plan for retirement under one roof. Join us for a free DST and Madrona Bundle Lunch and Learn on Wednesday, July 24th in Everett or Wednesday, July 31st in Redmond. Reserve your seats today at 844-MADRONA or register at madronafinancial.com. That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A financial.com. You can't build a house with just one tool, and you can't plan for retirement without an integrated, comprehensive strategy. If you want to get more information on the Madrona Bundle of Services, call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or go to madronafinancial.com. Now, back to more of Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to talk about bringing your children into a financial planning meeting. Brian, some people have wondered whether or not they should bring their children into a financial planning meeting, and we're talking about some adult children. Should this be something that everyone should do all the time, or are there exceptions in your opinion? Oh, yeah. I don't think you should bring your kids to every every meeting you have. I mean, but this is kind of just talking about when might it be appropriate to bring them to something, and it's not appropriate for everybody for sure. So it really depends on, on the kids that you have. Yeah, because so many kids have a distorted view of what their parents have. I mean, they may think that the parents are loaded and it's an opportunity for them to see, well, yeah, I mean, mom and dad paid for my college education. They paid for my car. They gave me the down payment for my house. And it really is an eye-opening thing on one hand, but on the other as well, too. I mean, it really does help those kids left behind when one parent dies to know their uh, parents' financial situation. Yeah, and, and sometimes it's just some good peace of mind for the kids. You know, they might want to start meddling in things and telling their parents what to do at some point in time. And if they know that uh, they do have a trustworthy advisors, then maybe they can leave that alone. You're right. It, it could be either way. You know, I'm not the advisor for everybody out there. So obviously I, I know that if the kids are brought in, they'll come in and go, oh, wow, well, you know, my parents are taken care of good and we're getting good advice and all that stuff. But there's a lot of times when maybe uh, I'm not sure they are getting good advice or they're getting no advice. And so there might be a time to kind of get involved. But I think, you know, just being having some informed multi-generational discussions is certainly can be a very good thing. This is a very sensitive topic. Again, it's not for everybody. A lot, a lot of people are listening right now going, I'm going to tell my kids nothing and they'll be lucky if they get a dime, you know. It's like... Again, everything I say in this segment is not for everybody. Uh, this is a whole different topic. This is not just uh, ones and zeros or X's and O's. So there are some advantages to bringing your adult children into these financial planning meetings just so that they're sort of in the loop, but you're saying that it could work the other way as well, too. Maybe the kids come in and they find out that mom and dad have a couple of million dollars. It may go the wrong way. Then they may you know, want their share of it or more than their fair share of it. Yeah, I mean, it depends on where they're at and kind of their greed dial and, and all of that. You know, it may be a situation where they're just informed, well, yeah, your parents, you know, have a couple million dollars and their plan is to spend a, a couple million dollars minus 10 until they day they die. And you guys can split the $10 they have left over at the end. You know, <laughs> it, it could be that. It's like, okay, well, at least we know not to, not to put any of that into our plans. Or it could be, you know, the other way that they're, they're certainly got some net worth, some might be part of your own planning and, you know, whatever it is, it's, it's 
I think it's good in many cases to have that meeting. Now, in some cases, it could be limited to they need to know certain things, kind of a need-to-know basis. And uh, other cases, it could be wrapped around a, a gifting legacy strategy for the kids and grandkids and college education and, okay, how are we handling that and what, what can we expect here? You know, because then the, the middle generation, the, the kids, can maybe do some other planning for their the, for the grandkids around the college if they know what uh, the grandparents plan on doing, that sort of thing. In your financial plans, do you find that most people do not bring their kids to their financial planning meeting? No, yeah, they're not going to bring them to that. They might bring them occasionally to the first meeting uh, just to, you know, know if we're okay. Yeah, I, It's very rare because of the internet now and the website. They can go on the, online and go, oh, okay, these folks obviously know what they're doing. I mean, they got some credibility there. And you might listen to the radio show, read the books, and see that we're CPAs, et cetera, et cetera. And they go, okay, my parents are in probably pretty good hands there. Um, I don't need to go to that. And so sometimes remotely, though, I, they will put, have the kids on the phone just, uh, okay, who are you again? And, and I'll be able to tell them that, you know. So I, I don't have a whole lot of that. But, uh, again, I, you know, it's, it's good to have some of these discussions uh, with parents because they don't always, you know, maybe, especially when they haven't gotten any advice, having those discussions. But often they don't go anywhere. So sometimes it might be a situation where the uh, child might, you know, encourage the, the parent to go see us or somebody and be there with them so that something gets done, it gets done right. And uh, especially with the DST conversations, they have a lot of times where, you know, grandma owns these properties for the last 30 years all by herself, and she's 85 years old, and she's heard about this DSTs, these newfangled things, and I, I don't know about those. I don't trust that. And so getting the kids involved can make a big difference. And, and rather than paying a gazillion dollars in tax, it's not going to go to the next generations. Uh, that'd be a way to save that potentially. Do you find that some people who are older who come into their financial planning meetings really should have had their children there because maybe, you know, an older person may not understand even part of what you're talking about. And maybe the younger person being there could have explained it to them in a way that they could understand it. Yeah, I think that's a good thing, too. And, and it's not even explaining it to them because I'm there or my advisors are there to explain it. It could be just that uh, they trust their their child to uh, be listening to. And, you know, and one of the things I point out at our meetings, and I talked about this in the last segment, I may be talking circles around circles around circles here because I'm going so fast with so many different topics and, uh, you know, trying to fit it into our hour on the radio every week. And so uh, at the end of a meeting, some people look at me and go, well, you know, that's a lot of stuff, and I'm not sure I picked up on it. And I remind them, really, it, it, there's three questions you got, you're going to be asking yourself. First off, do you think we're competent? And, you know, they go, well, of course you are most of the time, I would think. They know we're competent. And it's, do you think we can help you? You know, do, can we affect some change that's positive? And if they, well, yeah, I totally can say yes to that. And then the last one is, well, then finally, do you want to work with us then? You don't have to know all the answers. We're going to work our way through that in multiple meetings, perhaps. But, uh, you know, we're going to put a plan together that's for your benefit. And if you want to work with us, you know, we can. And, and that's really all you have to know. You don't have to understand the intricacies of everything I'm talking about. But do you think we're competent? Do you think we can help you? And do you want to work with us is really what it comes down to. Part of the financial plan, of course, that you talk about is going to be legacy. What's 
left to the heirs, the next generation. Is it better to have children there to explain to them that, you know, they need a power of attorney and to explain to them the fact that, you know, if their mom or dad dies, someone dies, they can't get their hands on the bank account, that sort of thing, if they don't have a power of attorney, or to explain to them the importance of having a comprehensive will? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I don't think that they need to be there to explain any of that. Really, what they're there for is just to make sure that they're getting to the right people. And so I'm, of course, going to go, oh, you don't have a will. Okay, well, here's somebody I'm referring you to. Make sure you get your, your mom, your dad, both of them, whatever, to this person. You need your durable power attorney, your health care directive, you got a will or living trust, whichever the case may be. But it's just a matter of doing it. You know, they're just mainly kind of, if nothing else, kind of taken into places because maybe they've been saying it for years and years and the kid and the parents going, well, yeah, yeah, you just want, you know, they're thinking you just want to get your money and, right. and have me putting you on. No, there's much more to it. And I would, you know, certainly say that. And Often they'll, the parent will look at me and go, oh, if you say it, then I'm going to do it. And the kids looking there just shaking their heads going, <laughs> oh, my gosh, I've been telling her that for 20 years, yeah. you know. And they've been listening to me once. And you, you just meet you 20 minutes ago and they're going, okay, anything you say, stranger, you know, because <laughs> you have a nice office. Yeah. So uh, and, and I do have a nice office. I will say that. And so, yeah, it's just kind of funny that way. But I don't care how it gets there. I don't care who gets the glory or who's agreed with or who isn't. I just want to see people get it done. Yeah, well, they know that you don't have an agenda. You're not going to get part of their inheritance. And as you said, you know, coming from the children, there may be a different way of receiving it than coming from you. Because, of course, health care needs, long-term care, that's part of getting older. Is it a better idea that the children understand that from you in terms of getting these things in place versus having maybe their parents tell them, I should have done this? Yeah, and when you say you, and you're referring to me because we're sitting across the table. There's me, there's Michelle, there's Joel, there's Christy, there's Jesse. Uh, there's a lot of us at the firm that are financial advisors that can help with all of these questions. But certainly, that's what we do. And like we were talking in a prior session, kids don't need to know all the intricacies of a will or a DST or a stock market portfolio or long-term care or just retirement planning strategies and all that stuff. You know, you shouldn't feel like you should have to have all the answers. What you're trying to do, we're trying to have a, encourage a situation where you're in the room and we're having this discussion. I mean, that's where it all starts. Would you recommend, Brian, that maybe for the first meeting that someone bring their adult children and maybe after that not do it? I mean, how do you know if you should bring your children or leave them at home? Well, if, if you're vetting us as a firm, you know, maybe you, you want to bring them for a second opinion. And, and it might be that adult children know a lot about the financial services industry. I don't know or taking good notes while the, the parent is listening to what I'm having to say or one of my staff is. But again, I it, that's up to every individual. I, I, I really can't say one way or the other. I, I can just say that I encourage that when they ask about it. So if somebody says, is it okay if I bring X? I'm, I, I've never said no. Sure. Of course, bring everybody. Oh, well, I got a conference room. Bring 10 <laughs> people. I got 10. I got more than 10 chairs in there. I'll talk to everybody. In fact, I'm a, I'm a ham anyway. I, mean, you know, I, love, I love to get in front of 12 people or 10 or 12 people and talk about stuff. That's fun. Put me on the spot. I love it. But no, I mean, you know, if you feel like you need somebody there, bring someone. 
Once again, the number to call to get in and get your financial plan is 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Once again, if you don't have a financial plan, get in and get yours. It's entirely free, no cost. There is no obligation. It's an opportunity for you to kick the tires here at Madrona Financial Services and see whether or not the firm is right for you. There's no pressure, no obligation. They're not going to bar the door or try to sell you anything. So don't be afraid. Get in today, 844-MADRONA. Call that number. If you don't get anybody live, simply leave your information and someone will call you right back. And you can also schedule your free appointment online at madronafinancial.com. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth. Thanks for joining us today. We're going to take another break. When we come back, we'll be talking about protecting your assets when you remarry. All that and more when our show continues here on the Madrona Financial Radio Network. Discussing the financial issues that matter most to you. We'll be right back with more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Do you want to learn how to own shares of income-producing major commercial real estate properties without taking on any debt? Join Madrona Financial Services for a free DST Lunch and Learn event at Lombardi's Everett on July 24th or at Matt's Rotisserie and Oyster Lounge in Redmond on July 31st at noon to learn about the many benefits of Delaware Statutory Trusts. A DST can also qualify as a 1031 exchange, so you can potentially defer the capital gains taxes on the sale of your highly appreciated income property. Learn how you can invest in current income-producing properties without any of the obligations or management hassles of property ownership. These events fill up quickly, so call 844-MADRONA today. You'll also learn about the Madrona Bundle of Services, which brings everything you need to plan for retirement under one roof. Join us for a free DST and Madrona Bundle Lunch and Learn on Wednesday, July 24th in Everett or Wednesday, July 31st in Redmond. Reserve your seats today at 844-MADRONA or register at madronafinancial.com. That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A financial.com. Do you know how to provide a 30-year retirement plan with a 40-year career? The number of Americans who live to 100 will increase by 10 times in the next 30 years. The facts are, you could live longer than you thought, and the last thing you need is to run out of income when you need it the most. A plan that takes longevity into account increases the odds that you'll be financially able to do what you love with the people you love for the rest of your life. Call Madrona Financial Services now at 844-MADRONA. They'll work with you to help your 40-year career finance your next 30 or more years. The economy, our lifespans, and retirement have changed drastically since the time we entered the workforce. Have your retirement and tax strategies kept up? Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA for a complete no-obligation retirement readiness review. Your retirement income plan should last as long as you do, and Madrona Financial Services can help you get there with a customized plan that suits you. Call right now for your retirement review at 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com. Do you ever worry if your CPA and financial advisor are on the same page? You won't have to if you call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. Now, back to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to be talking about estate planning for divorcees. And Brian, this is a chapter in your book, Prosperous Revelations. It's called Raul the Pool Boy. Now, the situation is this. You've worked your whole life. You've got kids with your wife many years. You're a pretty smart guy. So you do your own simple will and you leave everything to your wife, knowing that she'll eventually pass everything along to your kids. Well, attorneys, as you know, they charge too much anyway. And the $1,000 that you just saved will buy you a brand new lawnmower. Brilliant. 
But what if you pass away prematurely? Remarriages do happen sometimes. Your wife is sitting on a sizable estate, and along comes Raul, who sweeps her off her grief-stricken feet. He convinces your wife to allow him to manage the new family estate after they get married. And then that's when the fun begins. Yeah, I mean, we've seen this many times. I think many, many people have a story somewhere, somebody they know, something happened, a remarriage, and assets started to get diverted from their originally intended purpose. And I've met with people that say, oh, no, that never happened to me. Uh, if I passed away, you know, my wife would just, you know, be grief-stricken for the rest of her life and you know, nothing would happen. And I look over at her, she's like, are you nuts? Yeah. <laughs> I'm moving on, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, it's just a fact of life. You know, there's a lot of remarriages and so forth and blended families and all kinds of different things. And you sure don't want to leave it to the kids to be duking it out from different families over some assets because that's a sure way to get them to go away. You know, just you'll be handing it over to the attorneys eventually. And so in the planning process, it's important to lay this stuff out. And you're thinking, well, what can I do about it? But certainly there are steps you can take within a will or living trust that can protect that. And without having a trust there, too, more than likely, Raul and his kids are the ones who are going to be ending up with those assets. What is the most important thing that you can do to make sure that your hard-earned assets go to your children and not your new spouse's children? Well, there's a couple of steps. One of them is you're maybe going to have something called a credit shelter trust or equivalent wording to that. And basically what that is, is let's say, uh, you know, your estate's worth $2 million with your spouse and you passed away. And so what this would do, it would put a million dollars of it into trust. And then you said, all right, my spouse is the beneficiary of the profits, the income off of this trust. And that will go to my spouse. But whatever's left in that part, when she passes away, it goes directly to the kids. And so that's one step, but even that may not be enough. Well, Brian, all that seems pretty simple. What could possibly go wrong? Well, here's something that could go wrong. Let's say that uh, the husband passed away and got the million dollars though set aside in his thing. And, and of course, it's just income only to the wife and the principal's going to the kids. Okay. But... Who's the trustee of that and who makes the decisions? Well, he, he named his wife, of course, and so she's the decision maker. Well, in all of these, there's always some wording that says, if you need more money, you can take it for certain circumstances, but the trustee has to approve that. Well, the trustee is a wife. Well, she's not going to approve something silly, is she? Well, she might if she's older and being influenced by, you know, in this case, the new husband. And the new husband's putting all this pressure on, hey, we definitely need a Maserati for me so I can drive you around in style. <laughs> we definitely need to help my kids. They're going through college. Don't you want to help my kids? And, oh, oh okay, I guess so. And then... Sure enough, this money starts leaving that because she's in charge of it and she's getting unduly influenced. And then when she passes away, the remaining principal goes to their kids from all those years back and oops, there's nothing left. Brian, would a prenuptial agreement basically serve the same purpose? Well, it, it wouldn't all by itself. Uh, the prenup says these are separate assets. But uh, again, who's the trustee of those assets? If you make that spouse a trustee, then you kind of circumvented uh, what, you, what you planned on in the first place. I mean, it certainly could go a long way towards that because when you pass away, certain assets might be distributed completely out of the marital estate because they are separate assets. So absolutely, it, it's, a, it's a big step in the right direction to avoid that from happening if that's something that you can put together. 
Now, Brian, a personal story. My sister-in-law's father was 94 years of age, and he had some assets. And all of a sudden, a 40-year-old woman showed up there at the nursing home. And the next week, she had a big, beautiful diamond ring. Do you find that maybe older people like this are more susceptible to the situation that we're talking about? Yeah, no, that uh, certainly uh, everybody, like I said, when I started this segment, everybody has a story. You know, you certainly uh, pull up the Internet any day pretty much and, and find your Anna Nicole Smith uh, equivalent right, right, story right. there. <laughs> no, I married that 97-year-old uh, billionaire out of pure love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure you did. <laughs> um, and, you know, maybe a certain amount of that was worth it to him, but hopefully he had some, a whole bunch of money. Uh, but, no, he, he didn't do that then, so it was all kinds of problems after that. But yeah, I mean, just just be smart and think about the what ifs. And that's one of the things about estate planning. It's not about, well, I just go online, right? And just print out these documents and sign them. I should be fine. Just a boilerplate. And I'm like, well, no, I'm computers aren't going to think about all the what ifs. And once you start having blended families and assets and different things going on, different ages and, and so forth, there's a lot of what ifs you got to consider even within the amongst the kids. I mean, one's responsible, one isn't. Maybe I need to protect that and some kind of what is and, and is there any kind of investments that I could put them into where we're not going to have all kinds of problems, you know, where they're inheriting active real estate as opposed to passive real estate or where they have uh, some kind of distribution strategy uh, set up for their life. And there's just so many cool variables we can solve on, on some of these more complex situations. Brian, a comprehensive will with a credit shelter trust. I mean, that sounds like something that you wouldn't be able to do online, as you said, with Nolo or one of those firms. If people come to you here at Madrona Financial Services, I mean, you don't have attorneys in-house necessarily who do these sort of things, but do you have attorneys that you work with regularly who can take care of those needs for you and your clients? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, we do not do law here at the firm. Uh, we absolutely have people we can refer you to, but we work with them. And, and one of the things that the attorneys aren't always going to know about is uh, product solutions for different things. So let's say, you know, I was working on a case recently, a very large one, where they wanted to do annual gifting. And we figured out a way using uh, one of last week's shows, topics of premium finance life insurance, how to gift money out of their state, save the 40 to 50 percent estate tax they were going to pay, put it into something that was going to grow potentially massively income tax-free using leverage and arbitrage and income tax rules and the tax-free status of life insurance, all these different concepts all combined into one. It was a beautiful plan. Well, if they go to get their will done, that attorney's not going to know about any of this stuff. So we're able to place the right solutions along with the right planning and the what is scenario so that the attorney has the tools to put together the right will or living trust, whatever they recommend. There are a lot of moving pieces in a comprehensive financial plan, and that's what they do here at Madrona Financial Services. Whether it's protecting your children in the case of a remarriage or any number of other things, I invite you to come in and get a free financial plan. It's time that you got in now before it is too late. You don't want to be 94 years old and find out, wow, I've run out of money. I better go see Brian because by that time, it is too late. That number to call, 844-MADRONA, 844-MADRONA. And again, the firm is madronafinancial.com. Well, once again, Brian, we're out of time for this week. Before we go, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for joining us today. The executive producer of Growing Your Wealth is John Capuano. Our director of program operations is the cookie monster, Greg Dennett. Our show is produced by the lovely, talented, and dangerous six-degree black belt Volvo driving IKEA assembling beautiful Swedish princess, Stephanie Schoblum. Christy Parmenter 
Walter is our associate producer. Superboy Pete Gustin is our technical director and announcer. And Nicole Zipnick is our content supervisor. For Brian Evans, I'm Jeff Shade. Have a great Saturday, won't you? We'll talk to you next week with another edition of Growing Your Wealth. You own highly appreciated real estate and have decided to sell. You may be faced with limited options that could result in a substantial tax bill. Now, there may be another option. It's called a DST, and it can offer the benefits of real estate ownership without all of the baggage. Brian Evans and his team at Madrona Financial Services are available to see if a DST could be right for you. Call 844-MADRONA to learn if you can invest in real estate without the hassles of being a landlord. You won't be responsible for the debt or management, yet you may still receive passive income. Best of all, the DST program offers a ready-made solution that may satisfy your 1031 exchange requirements, which could provide full tax deferral on the sale of your investment property. Call the team at Madrona Financial Services right now at 844-MADRONA to learn more about DSTs and if they are right for you. That's 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. DST investments are only available to accredited investors and are offered solely through the issuer's offering documents. The DST sponsor determines whether to accept any individual subscription documents. The Madrona Bundle of Services has become so popular that we started bundling everything. Hi, this is Brian Evans, founder of Madrona Financial Services, to tell you about the latest thing we bundled, our books. We're proud to announce the Complete Book of Retirement, which bundles together our guides on retirement investing, annuities, passive real estate investing, and even information for the high net worth investor into one convenient and informative book. You can get your free copy today by going to madronafinancial.com. And if you're looking for even more information on investing, you can sign up for Madrona University to continue your investor education. Of course, if you need more personalized help, you can always sign up for a complimentary review. We'll sit down to discuss your retirement plan and explain how the Madrona Bundle of Services provides you with everything you need to plan for retirement under one roof. Get started today by calling 844-MADRONA and don't forget to download your free copy of the Complete Book of Retirement at madronafinancial.com.